the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Well, good afternoon and welcome. Good to have you with us on this 15th day of September. Is this the Ides of September? I don't I don't think such a thing exists. Well, nevertheless, good to have you on board. Got a jam-packed program for you. A little bit later on in tonight's show, we're going to get an update for you. Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute will join us with an update on Senate Bill 145. We've talked about this over the course of of the last couple of weeks, and we've got some very regrettable news to share with you, which perhaps underscoring the importance in so many respects of this year's election cycle. So details on the status of Senate Bill 145. This is the law, the proposal that would remove mandatory sex offender registration requirements for some adults. To call this shameful would be complimentary. All right, details coming up a little bit later on. We've noticed some interesting trends for those who pay attention to the numbers in relationship to the topic of abortion, well, not just in America, but across the globe. Now, interesting to note that uh, abortion is legal in only 58 of the 193 countries that are identified as part of being the United Nations. Of those, over recent years, we've seen some nations with fairly alarming rates of abortion. For example, in the uh, the age range of women between 15 and 44, Russia has 53.7% out of every 1,000 women. Contrast that, though, with... Countries like Germany, 7.8, Mexico, 0.1, India, 3.1. And here's the tell. In the United States, it's at 13.5 out of every 1,000 women, again, in the age group between 15 and 44, some of the lowest numbers we've seen since 1973. Now, you see that change and the consistent drop and how we stack up against other neighboring countries or even other emerging countries. China, for example, at 24.2, Cuba, 28.9, almost at 30. And yet the interesting tell, almost in some respects, the inconvenient truth behind the precipitous drop in abortion rates in America, well, it's not because of underreporting. It's not because of an increase in the so-called morning-after pill or abortifacients. 
not even because of a drop in pregnancy, but rather much of this based on research that comes right out of the Guttmacher Institute, which is kind of the research arm of Planned Parenthood, so they themselves admit to this data, reluctantly no doubt, that one of the biggest impacts in reducing abortion in America today is choice. Now, let me quickly add by that, I mean true choice, education as to all of the options that are available to a woman and presenting that woman and her partner with real options. Not this cookie cutter, you go into Planned Parenthood, they say, what a shame, you have this unplanned pregnancy, no problem, we can take care of that. Are you available for an appointment next Saturday? They collect their money, the abortion is performed, and yet another sad statistic. So let's talk a bit about this undercurrent that's impacting women's decisions as they discover real options to abortion. Valerie Hill joins us. She is executive director, coincidentally, of Real Options Pregnancy Medical Clinics. She's been involved in the organization for many, many years now. And Valerie, great to have you on the program. Hi, Craig. It's great to be with you this evening. Let's talk about this, um, this topic. Absolutely. Well, happy to do so, and 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 one in which, in many respects, we can all, I think, be encouraged. Encouraged in the sense that, as I suggested in my opening remarks, we're beginning to see some real significant progress in recent years, and this precipitous drop in abortion rates in America, as I suggest, according to all of the research and data that's out there, um, has so much more to do with the educational process and women beginning to discover that the lie that they've been told all of these decades since 1973, that it's just a blob of tissue, abortion is no big deal, it's a, like going into the dentist and you'll forget about it within a day or two, that all of those exaggerations and outright lies that have been really sort of forcing women into making decisions that they were never quite comfortable making in the first place, it's now suddenly in in the the um the ability to be truth tellers suddenly now women armed with complete details with sort of the full picture are making some different decisions different choices these days aren't they they certainly are and i believe uh our good work and the work of many pregnancy medical clinics and pregnancy centers across the country are having an impact because of the compassion, the care, the honest information, and the key of ultrasound to determine if they even have a viable pregnancy are so powerful when you combine the support of holistic care uh, that Real Options and others like us provide. Uh, we are there to care about them emotionally, mentally, physically, through wonderful, excellent medical services and then also spiritually so that they are looking at this they have the the opportunity to be in a safe space to take the time to be informed and make a choice that's best for them and when women are treated with care and compassion and given honest full information which they can handle and they deserve 
they can make a choice for life. And it's it's such uh, a privilege to be a part of so many lives being saved and so many parents being safeguarded from the decision of abortion. And this is really, Valerie, as I hear you describe it, uh, I, I think a bit of a, a refreshing choice in the sense that heretofore, uh, abortion providers out there and largely organizations like Planned Parenthood and others seemingly have treated women as very one-dimensional. And by that I mean, mm-hmm. here's a vessel that suddenly finds herself in an unplanned pregnancy if that pregnancy is not anticipated, not convenient, not wanted, whatever the excuse might be, they will happily provide for a price a service and send that woman on her way with little regard for the other dimensions that make up a whole person. That would include not just the physical impact, but what about the spiritual impact? What about the emotional impact? What about the relational impact? And it sounds like the big approach by Real Options is to abandon that one-dimensional approach used by abortion providers and instead really look at the whole woman and the big picture. That's right, and we're not here to profit from her decision either. You know, we're here to meet with her, to care for her, to be Jesus with skin on to them when they walk in the door, and they're in the midst of confusion and life-altering decisions, and we want to meet them at those various stages. And that's why, you know, the typical medical clinic, even a good community clinic that doesn't provide abortion, is going to give you the medical service, but they're not going to give you an advocate to sit with you to ask good questions and to be a good listener and to give you some space and time to consider your decision and how it's going to affect you physically, emotionally, spiritually, and not just today or tomorrow, but six months from now or six years from now, how it's going to affect her relationship with the father of this baby or her parents or her school that she's, you know, in college, college-age students where they feel like they have to choose between their, their education and their child. They, we don't want them to feel that that has to be their choice. They can do both with the right support, with the right care, with the right uh, provision for them. And, and we're part, we're a, a part of that provision and we do our best to be a big part of that provision. And that's what women need. They need someone to listen to them, to walk with them through this, and to share the truth with them. I mean, Planned Parenthood doesn't even let them, and we've had countless patients tell us, uh, they don't show them their ultrasound if they, in fact, ever do an ultrasound. And for a uh, surgical abortion, they have to. But even dispensing the abortion pill, they're supposed to. How else are they going to know that they're less than 10 weeks, which is all that the FDA says, you know, is the limit? But, but if they don't, they're not getting full information, and they're not seeing the ultrasound. They're not seeing if they have a viable pregnancy. They're not witnessing the life of their child. They're not witnessing a heartbeat. And maybe they don't need an abortion. Maybe they're having a, going to have a miscarriage. There's this, maybe they have an ectopic pregnancy. There's a lot of medical reasons, sound medical reasons, to have that ultrasound as part of a decision. 
And again, as you suggest, this multifaceted approach is so critically important. I watched a testimony by one of your clients um, who talked about the fact that she had gone into Planned Parenthood um, expecting to get some information, and she she mm-hmm. characterized the experience as one where it was met with no emotion at all. I, right. I liken it to, you know, going to the place where you buy cement, wherever that mm-hmm. is, and saying, yeah. I need to order up a thousand cubic yards of cement. There's no discussion. There's no emotion. This is what I need. What's it going to cost? I'm in. I'm out. Now, right. if you're ordering cement, you probably don't expect to have much emotion, much sensitivity, um, much caring involved in something like that. At the end of the day, you're ordering cement. But when we're talking about pregnancy, when we're talking Mm -hmm. about real child, real lives, real consequences that can be wrought from the wrong decisions, then suddenly treating this transaction like ordering nothing but cement becomes extremely problematic. With us today is Valerie Hill, Executive Director of Real Options Pregnancy Medical Clinics. By the way, they've got a great benefit coming up on October the 24th. It's their um, virtual uh, benefit called Ignite Life, and they have a phenomenal keynote speaker that's going to be participating in this. And if you've never heard Patricia Sandoval, wow, are you in for a treat? She is considered one of the best pro-life speakers out there, and uh, she will be the keynoter in the upcoming Ignite Life benefit on October the 24th. And I'm sure Valerie will tell us more about that coming up in a moment. Meanwhile, let's step aside, get you updated on some traffic, and we'll do that right now at 519 from the KFAX Traffic Center. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Back to our conversation. Valerie Hill is with us, Executive Director of Real Options Pregnancy Medical Clinics. You can find information, by the way, on the web at friendsofrealoptions.net. That's friendsofrealoptions.net. Valerie, I know that next year is going to be a very special milestone as Real Options will mark its 40th anniversary but I'm I'm curious for yourself, how you were first attracted to this organization. You've been in the role of executive director for some time now, but I understand originally you were a volunteer. Tell me why you decided to get involved. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I am post-abortive myself. I chose abortion as a single mom back in 1984. And God was very gracious to me. I knew that that was a wrong decision when I made it. I was raised Catholic, and uh, fear, anxiety over finances, and being a new single mom uh, made that uh, seem like a right choice for me at the time. I immediately regretted that. And someone invited me to church that Easter a few months later. And when I gave my heart to the Lord and found forgiveness, it woke up the whole shame and guilt and everything I tried to stuff into denial, because no one told me that I would have any emotional, mental, or spiritual repercussions from that decision. And then uh, the Lord 
I, I learned his word. I hungered for his word. I met my future husband. We've been married 35 years this year. And uh, that afforded me the opportunity to be a stay-at-home mom and attend Bible college. I did that for three years, graduated, and the Lord really directed me while I was in Bible college to give to a local mission, uh, which at that time was Crisis Pregnancy of Santa Clara County. Uh, and uh, the Crisis Pregnancy Centers, uh, there were, I think, three when I first started volunteering back in 1989 and became trained as a patient advocate, which I'm so grateful that I did because that helped me to understand from the ground up the heart of our patients and what they're going through, not only from my own experience and my own choice that needed healing, I needed healing from, but also from the circumstances that women face. And then I started helping the executive director at the time to provide post-abortion Bible study support groups and led those as a volunteer for six years. And the Lord just peeled layer after layer after layer of hurt and shame and guilt off of my heart and my life taught me how to forgive myself, which it's pride if we don't, because Jesus forgave us. And in that time, really prepared me to say yes when they needed an executive director in 2007. So that was you know, my journey they, into this position, and, and it's how God uses our ashes for beauty, what Isaiah 61 and, says. And interesting that you note, as we were discussing before the break, um, the fact that this impacted you in a very multi-dimensional way. Oh, yeah. And so you've been engaged in giving back to this ministry and, mm -hmm. and in particular giving hope to women that have not yet made that decision but are weighing all of the consequences, the choices, and, and having to make what will arguably be one of the, if not the most critical and certainly potentially life-changing decision that they will ever make. And sadly, so often women are forced to really do this in a, in a vacuum, aren't they? I mean, yeah. absent people to sit down and provide insight and support and, and have some discussion and, and engage in really an understanding of the multiplicity of fear factors that they may be facing. Right. Some of the folks I've been watching some of the testimonies of of some of your clients who have have talked about everything from, well, I'm fearful of doing this because it's unexpected. I'm not ready financially. This isn't a good idea. I don't know that right. the father is going to support me in all of this decision. One woman, Gabriella, that really struck me um, in a significant fashion in terms of the 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 impact of her testimony who already had three children, yeah. had experienced a miscarriage. A and then yes. when that next surprise came along, about three years later, really didn't know what to do and was extremely fearful that were yeah. she even to attempt to carry the baby to term, that it could have very painful, very unwanted consequences. Yes, and she was a married woman. And... Um, 
a Catholic who didn't even believe in abortion, but out of her fear, and she sought the help of, of her health provider. First, she went to Planned Parenthood. They referred her to Kaiser. That's who she, where her health insurance is. And they offered her the abortion pill, and she hardened her heart and said, okay, I'll take that, and went home. Um, after taking the first pill, she brought the, the uh, second pill home, and she said, started to cry, started to weep, couldn't find any peace all night long, and uh, called them and said, I want to stop this. And they said, nope, you have to continue the process. It's too late. So there's the lie out there about the abortion pill that you can't reverse, and you can successfully reverse if it has not been, uh, if you've not taken the second pill. And within the first 48 hours between the first and the second pill, because it's two medications. And the first one removes the progesterone from a woman's body and stops the baby from growing. But we can replace that progesterone, and that's what we were able to do for Gabriella when she went online and Googled, how do I reverse this abortion pill procedure? She found real options and came in that next morning, and we were able to start her on progesterone therapy to stop the process and to nurture that life of her little daughter that she had several months later, perfectly healthy. And this is a medication that's used, the progesterone replacement, for uh, women who suffer from repeated miscarriages. It's been used for many, many years. There's no side effects. It's not 100% effective, but it's highly effective. And we've seen right around 18 or 19 babies born, two sets of twins among our patients who have reversed their abortion decision by coming in for abortion pill reversal treatment. It's miraculous. And and, and I have to be honest with you, this is a first for me. Because I always understood um, that any time a patient takes an abortifacient, it becomes essentially a, a, a route of no return. And to hear that, in fact, um, you can, within time, uh, reverse the impact. Because the, the, mm-hmm. the abortifacient, the RU486 and all that, becomes a sort of a multi, multi, multi-application, I believe, in order to be effective. And so this basically steps in and helps to interrupt that. So if a woman has made a bad decision, in this case, it's not too late in many circumstances to reverse that bad decision. It's not too late. It's very safe and effective. And we do ultrasounds. We follow them through the rest of the first trimester. So she took the abortion pill at six weeks. We're going to treat her for six more weeks with progesterone replacement, and ultrasounds to make sure that her, her baby is growing. And uh, so if she takes it at 10 weeks, it's going to be two weeks of treatment. But they do have to follow through. There, there are a lot of visits, but it's life-saving. And uh, they're so grateful. They're so grateful that they have another opportunity. Uh, because once you take the second pill, it's much more powerful uh, medication that really sends, a, I mean, women are home alone. 
girls in their dorm rooms, young women in their apartments, in their bedrooms, in their parents' homes, um, having to go through abortions all alone. And that's, uh, that's a terrible travesty. I believe between 40 and 50% of all abortions today uh, are the abortion pill, are medication abortions, where women are, are having these all by themselves, and there's so much trauma and so much complication uh, that happens with these. It's, it's just horrible medicine, and it's well, and that, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Valerie, in terms of the sense of it being very one-dimensional, that the, the potential long-term physical impact is dismissed, the emotional impact, both short and long-term, is completely dismissed, the impact mm-hmm. on the other members of the family laid aside, and it's all about getting you in, getting you on the abortifacient, or getting you on the schedule for the abortion, and on to the next client, because it's all about, sadly, making money. Valerie Hill yeah. is with us today, Executive Director of Real Options Pregnancy Medical Clinics. Hey, they've got a special benefit coming up on October the 24th. It's their virtual Ignite Life benefit. Fantastic keynote speaker, Patricia Sandoval. She is the co-author of the best-selling book, Transfigured. Um, She tells an amazing story of having gone through three abortions herself. For a time, she worked for Planned Parenthood. And uh, goes on to share a story that is phenomenal and considered by many to have one of the most incredible uh, testimonies and certainly one of the best pro-life speakers out there. And again, Patricia Sandoval will be the keynote speaker for the Ignite Life Benefit on October the 24th. We're going to have Valerie tell us more about that coming up after a quick timeout. Let's get you a look at traffic right now here at 535. We swing over to the KFAX Traffic Center for the latest. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. And we continue our conversation with Valerie Hill, Executive Director of Real Options Pregnancy Medical Clinics. We've been talking a bit about uh, the the multidimensional approach that they take um, to assisting women and their families in an unplanned pregnancy. And really, it's a matter of empowering women to make decisions, not in a vacuum, but equipped with all of the options, all of the details, all of the information that they need. And in addition to that, looking at providing a multiplicity of resources. And I understand, Valerie, that at Real Options, women can come in and get things as basic as pregnancy tests to ultrasound, and then they make a decision to carry their child to term, keep the child. You'll offer childbirth and parenting classes, health coaching, and more. Yes, prenatal care, STD testing and treatment, well woman exams we added this year in the middle of COVID, and uh, all kinds of support, uh, material support items. So there's, there are a lot of medical services at Real Options for women and their partners as far as the STD testing and treatment goes. And we want to be the life-affirming health care providers, their holistic care providers in the Bay Area. 
that's our I've goal. Made a reference really... here. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. No, no, no. Oh, go ahead, please. We want to reach them where they're at. We want to meet their needs holistically, as you've been saying, and it's that is so important. You know, we're we're founded on the sanctity of human life, right? That is the reason we're doing what we do because God gives every single person, whether they were planned or unplanned, whether they're a Christian or not, pro-life or pro-choice, He has a plan for every life. And Psalm 139 and many scriptures point us back to that. And we want them to know how valued they are. And we want students in schools to know how valued they are. That's why we offer sexual risk avoidance education to students, uh, 6th grade through 12th grade, public schools, private schools, Christian schools, youth groups, and parent uh, webinars and seminars as well. Uh, It's been a joy to uh, help establish that optimal health decision and thinking in those young people. And that's part of the sanctity of human life, helping them to value their life and their decisions, and not just going uh, the way of the world, really, uh, in in all of their decisions. Valerie, I made reference before the break to the upcoming Ignite Life benefit that will be October the 24th. Tell us a bit more about that and how folks can get involved. Okay, great. Well, we would love to have everyone join us. This is, uh, we're We're using this as a positive, unfortunately not being able to do a live event for the first time in uh, 39 years, but there's no limit on how many people can attend because you can join us live. It'll be uh, through a link. Just go to friendsofrealoptions.net and right on the homepage, you can click on a link that'll help you to register. You can even register as an Ignite Life champion and invite a family friend, another family member, someone you're comfortable with in your home, and host a little a little watch party. We don't want anyone to break CDC guidelines, but we want people to be encouraged to join together for a night of hope and inspiration. We need hope today, Craig. It's been a long six months. Um, our nation's been through a lot. Our society, our culture's been through a lot suicide rates and uh, uh, sickness, disease, death, and hopelessness. And we have hope in Jesus, and we have hope and inspiration of not only living an abundant life, but helping others in our communities in the Bay Area to live an abundant life. And that's what Real Options does. So if you join us on the 24th, you will get to, it's just a one-hour program. You will get to hear from a fantastic speaker, Patricia Sandoval. And also, I'm going to share some very wonderful outcomes of 1,350 parents who've been safeguarded from abortion this last year and 675 preborn children saved and lots of other exciting outcomes and some very exciting news for life-affirming clinics in the Bay Area to to hear, for all of you who care about life in the Bay Area to hear. Uh, But we're not going to break that news until the 24th, so we hope you're going to tune in. It's going to be on YouTube Live, and all the instructions and everything 
to get connected for that event will be on friendsofrealoptions.net. Fantastic. And as I mentioned, you've got a phenomenal keynote speaker in uh, Patricia Sandoval. And uh, so much of this emphasis on a sense of, of equipping women, providing hope. And as Valerie points out, boy, we could use a good dose of that these days. And to know in particular that there is hope that's being offered to women that are in unplanned pregnancies that can help really present the true options that are available to them and uh, encourage them along their way in that decision-making process and then stand with them um, is, is really providing not only tremendous encouragement, but the, uh, the delightful byproduct of the wonderful babies that are being born because of it. So again, I'll um, extend an invitation to you for the 24th of October. That's going to be the uh, the virtual banquet or or a fundraiser, I should say. Banquet, I guess it could be if you <laughs> if you choose to whip up a little prime rib at home, you're welcome to do that. <laughs> Saturday, October the twenty fourth, and again, registration to participate in Ignite Life. Simply go online to friendsofrealoptions.net. That's friendsofrealoptions.net. You get a chance to hear a phenomenal testimony from um, Patty Sandoval, and in addition to that, of course, um, an update as to exciting things that are going on uh, within the organization and ways in which you can get involved and make a difference, too. Again, online at friendsofrealoptions.net. Valerie, thank you so much for taking some time to be with us here today and get a chance to kind of give our listeners a bit of an update and some encouragement about what's going on and to invite them to the special virtual benefit. Thank you again for your time. Thank you so much, Craig. It's been a privilege and a, and a blessing to be with you and to share with your listeners that there is hope and we can help women choose life. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Thank you. And again, a real opportunity to provide real women seeking real answers with real options. Information again on the web at friendsofrealoptions.net. 547 o'clock, a look now at traffic from the KFAX Traffic Center. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. I've been pulling the words out of the dictionary here today, and my goodness, what a long list that I've come up with. I won't share them all, but a few include shameful, deceitful, dangerous, disgusting, despicable, well, other adjectives I'm sure that can be found to describe the recent action by the California state legislature and our governor. To shed a little light on this, we're joined by Brad Dacus, constitutional lawyer, the founder and president of the Pacific Justice Institute. And, and Brad, I got to tell you, for a nanosecond, I held out hope. I really thought maybe we have a bunch of people that are not thinking in the California state legislature, but hopefully the governor will spare us from this shameful Senate Bill 145. But I understand late on Friday, not one to ever disappoint from a liberal cause, he uh, he came through for the liberal side in a big way, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And unfortunately, at the, the price and expense of children and future victims, of uh, pedophile uh, sexual activity. Uh, this is, I'll tell you, Craig, this, this is the, uh, the, the new low uh, for, for California 
and it's a lack of appreciation for the need to protect uh, our children from sexual molesters. Uh, you know, his his new proposals. You know, I mean, it's not, but this new law will basically uh, allow a someone uh, up to ten years in age and difference difference in age. Say some, you know, like a twenty five and fifteen year old. Uh, for that 15-year-old girl to uh, be sexually uh, not, uh, engaged in, in rape, if you will, statutory rape, um, and the other person not to be uh, to go on the database, um, or or even for a younger child. So it's it's, it's very very disturbing that we um, have this this, this law passed. Um, they're very very concerned. And I'm and I'm trying to understand. I mean, aside from the the danger in which it puts every child in the state of California in. Um, we've got a good percentage of those in the California state legislature that have law degrees. Where is it that they don't quite understand that if a minor cannot legally consent to a, a physical relations with an adult of 18 or older in the first place, then how can a law like this even be passed? And essentially, I want to break it down for listeners. Essentially, this new law removes the mandatory sex offender registration requirement for adults that have been convicted of sex acts with minors as long as the sex was, quote-unquote, consensual. The victim was over the age of 14, and the perpetrator was within 10 years of age of the victim. And you might think, well, on on face value, they're trying. No, they're not. Explain to me under what set of circumstances... Can a 24-year-old coach, say, engage in predatory relations, physical relations, with a victim that's only 14 years old and say that that does not constitute statutory rape? I don't, I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm imagining this is going to be challenged in the courts, but the fact that a bunch of attorneys would even think that something like this would pass muster is absolutely beyond belief. Uh, yeah, and, and especially when we're talking about uh, criminal court and the need to uh, protect our children uh, from individuals who uh, are choosing to engage in these acts, uh, it's uh, it's it's very it's very very troubling, uh, and um, this is just another reason why parents will have to be all the more concerned when they're raising children here in the state of California. This adds to the risk uh, to children um, who are being. Uh, brought up here in, in California, unlike other states that have much stricter penalties and protections uh, for minors uh, from a, a quote-unquote consensual... And now and back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Because, you know, at 14, uh, they don't have the, the same uh, degree of, 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 of uh, skill, if you will, or ability to, to uh, understand the, the consequences uh, and what's taking place, much less physically, but also emotionally and in their emotional development in terms of relationships. It, it, it's very concerning, and uh, people should definitely be uh, uh, on guard all the more now if they have children here in the state of California. You know, in, in a day and age when we are so concerned about sexual exploitation, sex trafficking, the Epstein case in the news almost every day, we've set up, you know, uh, Megan's Law, other things that we've done, all in an effort to try and extend protections for children. And here in one fell swoop, the California state legislature says, nah, we got a better idea. And uh, sadly, the governor 
foolishly signs this into law. Um, the the potential liability here for every child in this state goes beyond belief. Um, I'm imagining that there will be organizations lined up to challenge this in court, wouldn't you think? Uh, I think it's going to be a, a case-by-case situation because uh, it's really the purview of the state to define criminal penalties and these kind, with these kinds of actions and activities. Uh, we may have a federal, perhaps a federal uh, for protection, criminal statute uh, coming down, uh, but even then it's going to require you know, both not just the president, which I think would support something uh, to, to firm this up uh, to in, on a national level, but it also requires the, the, you know, the, the Senate um, and the House of Representatives, and the votes are simply not there in the House of Representatives, uh, at least not yet. Well, time will tell. And uh, in the meanwhile, um, every parent needs to be aware of just um, how dangerous the circumstances of suddenly the stakes in many respects have suddenly changed and the circumstances have become um, so potentially more dangerous for every child in the state of California. Um, helping parents understand what's going on and the bigger picture and and be clear about this. While it might sound as if we report on nuanced circumstances and situations here and there, it all plays into a much larger, bigger picture, a much larger, bigger, and insidious agenda. And toward that end, uh, we've talked about um, the film that you guys produce, Pacific Justice Institute, uh, to educate parents on what's going on within the education system of the state of California. And we add dynamics like the changing of the laws. And boy, I tell you, uh, hard-pressed to convince me there's not an agenda taking place. For folks that are yeah, not fully aware of what's really happening in, in public curricula, a touch on that briefly, if you would, Counselor. Oh, sure. We have a, a video, a film. It's a 45-minute film, uh, and it's available without charge. You can go straight to our website. Uh, it's for mature audiences only. It's MA, okay? It's very sexually explicit, but it's exactly the material that's being shown to children all the way down to the kindergarten level, dealing with sex, sex acts, sexual activities that are being suggested, things that I can't even mention here on the radio. Um, and it's very explicit with the diagrams, the pictures, everything that the children see. Parents need to see it, and when they do, uh, I guarantee you they will be looking for alternatives, educations, whether it's homeschooling, church homeschooling, co-ops, or private schools are leaving the state because this is horrific, and it's all it's mandated throughout California. Every responsible parent needs to look at this and uh, and move and, and encourage others to as well. And they can look at it on our website for free at pji.org, pacific, org, or pacificjustice.org. If you thought the forest fires and all the other um, sort of uh, hazards of California living, including our taxes, weren't enough, we've added just another item to the list. Amazing. Disappointing and amazing. Information, again, about sex ed. Let parents decide. That video and educational piece is uh, open for your viewing. This is not ready for prime time in terms of children, but it is for parents to be educated and as brad dacus mentions we can't even talk about on the radio what's included in the content of the film that's based on what's being presented to your children because to do so on the radio could get me in a heap of trouble and yet it's done every day 
in the public classroom. Wow, wow, wow. Information again at pji.org, PJI Pacific Justice Institute, pji.org. Our thanks to Brad Dacus for that update. And uh, we'll continue to follow the fallout of Senate Bill 145, now late Friday, signed into law by the governor. It's uh, an amazing day and age in which we live. Come, Lord Jesus, quickly. Six o'clock from KFAX. Let's get a look at traffic right now for you from the KFAX Traffic Center.